Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Today, we are going to create three months of blogs with these five steps. So um, definitely grab your notebooks. This is not going to be a workshop. Again, I like to do 15, 20 minute rooms so that you can go back to your work day. But I know that you'll want to write down some of these things so that you can go ahead and get started doing this. Um, I usually like to say things like create three months of blogs with these five steps in one day or something like that. But everybody has a different busy schedule. And what I'm going to do is to bring you the information so that you can do this. And then you get to choose kind of how you want to do it. Some of my clients like to plan three months out um, in a day and then each week do those blogs. Um, Some of my clients like to do one full day and they do a month of blogs and that's kind of their schedule. Um, This literally is however you guys want to do it, whatever time you guys have. And obviously make sure you're scheduling this time on your calendar. And as a pro tip, um, definitely choose a time that is good for you. Meaning if you're better at doing things like this in the mornings, schedule for the mornings. If you're better doing this in the evenings, do it in the evenings. I myself do my blogs on Sundays. It's after sort of a weekend with my family and unless I have a wedding, obviously, but it's a weekend with my family. And then Sunday, it's like going into Monday planned and ready. It makes me feel really good. And so um, just take a look inside to know yourself and know what helps you the best in terms of time, but get it on your schedule. Get it on your schedule as a regularly scheduled thing. And another piece of advice before I go on to these five tips is to have your brainstorming or free writing of the blog, that first sort of when you're writing out all of your thoughts on one time period, and then on another time period, do the editing and the research to get, make sure you have the keywords and the title and all that good stuff. Um, Oftentimes when you try to do this all in one day, you're using a creative side of your brain and the other side of your brain and it and it can feel hard. Uh, anytime I've worked with clients and they're really having a hard time with blogs and I do specialize in Pinterest, but having a blog helps you with Pinterest like nobody's business. And so we often talk about blogs. And if you try doing these at separate times, it could be morning and afternoon, it could be one day and the next day. But if you try to do them at separate times, the whole process is a ton easier. So first of all, welcome back. Uh, If you're new to these weekly Wednesday marketing rooms, Um, My name is Jen Vasquez. I'm a marketing strategist, and I help female entrepreneurs go from overwhelm to an easy, streamlined marketing strategy that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses with very little time. That's kind of my expertise and the type of clients that I work with. So let's just dive right in. Step one is to determine your content pillars or content buckets for your blog. Um, 
you have your business and you have your services and you have your business goals, like how you want to grow and what you want to do. All of those things combined, you need to find these content pillars or content buckets, whatever you like to call them. Sometimes called, people call them categories. Um, and when it comes to blogs, the question I hear the most is like, what the heck do I even blog about? Uh, this, of course, means what do I blog about that people want to read, right? That's that's the bottom line. What is going to drive traffic to my blog so I can ultimately book clients? And the best way to figure this out is to consider what your business focus is, what your service or products that you sell and the center of and then what you what your expertise is and at the center of that venn diagram which of course will be on my blog um is what you should be blogging about or teaching right you you want to do something that you um have experience in and you want it to be about the services and products that you're selling um, but it could be on the peripheral and we'll get more into that a little bit later to, to get people to discover your content. Um, but you definitely want to be blogging about things that are people are searching for that's in and around your expertise is the bottom line. Um, there are typically three, you typically want three to five different types of um pillars or bucket content which are often called pillars or content buckets you want to have three to five different things that you talk about so as an example for my coaching business i do i talk about pinterest in general but also strategy marketing strategy repurposing content and keywords those are the things that i typically um, talk about a lot. I will also, though, talk about blogging. I will talk about things that are around the periphery of that expertise. Um, and that's kind of the content buckets that I have. So in my wedding photography business, it's weddings, engagement, and wedding planning advice. And I am not a wedding planner. And that's totally okay. Um, if you aren't a wedding planner, you can still talk about the steps that couple take, couples take when they're first planning their wedding. So in their wedding pro process, where they are typically hiring a wedding photographer is what you want to kind of talk about. So I typically, as a wedding photographer, will blog about picking a venue, um, wedding dress shopping, picking a date, picking a, like the date, the time of year, and just providing overall details on that. Um, because I want to make sure that what brides are searching for and finding are, they're at that point of hiring me, if that makes sense. Um, so just remember that the point of providing this blog or free content or free tips and advice and resources on your blog goes to building that no like and trust process with a potential client. Even when you are writing blogs for the weddings that you've done. So as a wedding photographer, I will blog about a wedding that I'm doing. I'm going to be straight up with you. I do not blog for my couple. Of course, my couple will be excited that they are on my blog and that I'm sharing their images. And I actually do this about a week after their wedding. So they're getting to have a sneak peek essentially of about 30 images of their wedding. And then they share that blog with everybody. And that, of course, helps my Google and search 
ability, if you will, everywhere. Um, but the focus of that blog is to utilize the keywords that are going to potentially get me clients, which are the location, obviously, the venue, most definitely, um, and then something about that wedding. So either, um, you know, uh, let's say Fortino Winery wedding in the summer when the vines are green or whatever, and then a slash and then their name. Because we always do want to put their name in that blog title, but we definitely want to have it at the end. We want all of those search terms right at the beginning. So step two would be to brainstorm topic ideas for each category. So for this brainstorm, we are going to be ignoring the wedding and engagement sessions that you blog because that's that's content that you're sort of getting for free because that's already what you're doing. Um, but we want to ensure that you're using, of course, like I just mentioned, venue, city, county, all those all those keywords um, in writing your blog. Uh, and so when when I do this, I like to take and I just did this with my um, my group coaching membership. We spent 20 or 30 minutes and we just free wrote. We wrote every single idea for a blog, as many as we can accomplish. And we did this for about 20 minutes, focusing on those buckets or pillars of content, right? So you want to make sure that you're getting, obviously, <laughs> at least, you know, 12 to 20 different um, ideas, because that's going to help you to be able to identify and plan out your content for the three months. Um, and when we did this, I think um, in the group coaching, I think we spent only 10 minutes and everyone got between 12 and 20. Uh, one person got 35 different blog post ideas because all we were doing was just brainstorming, just writing down everything. Now, not everything you write down is going to be great to blog, but at least it gives you an idea and you were in the mind frame of what people are looking for, searching for at the time they're going to purchase potentially your services and brainstorming all those ideas. Um, and then, you know, writing all of those down. Now, um, I have, if you send me a DM, I will go ahead and, um, and, give you, I have a free content calendar. It is not fancy. It is just a spreadsheet. I actually use Notion, um, but like a lot of my, um, my group members used that to create something in Asana or Trello or whatever you use to keep uh, your content sort of calendar in. And um, it was really helpful. It just kind of has that information. And on this, it has not just all the ones that you're planning for, but it also has ideas. And the cool thing about this is I could be literally at the grocery store and I will go ahead and go, oh my gosh, that like that, it just hit me that idea from maybe a bridal magazine or something else that I was doing. And I can quickly go on my cell phone and write it in there so that when I'm going to write a blog, I have a ton of ideas and I'm not lacking for ideas. Part of the hardest part about blogging is figuring out what you're going to blog about, right? Um, here are some tools to consider that I really love using and can help me in terms of making sure that the what I'm writing about is being searched. For. So I love using Uber Suggest. 
I love using, and that can be free. I think you get maybe three or five searches in a day on the free plan. Um, I love keywords everywhere a ton. It is a Chrome uh, plugin that whenever I search on Google over on the far right of the search results will show me the kind of the most searched things. So it really helps in looking for those keywords. Um, then there's also keywordsearch.co. There is answer the public where you can literally put a question out there and see what everyone, the public says. Um, and then there's this new tool that I just found that's kind of cool and it's called seed keywords.com and um what it is is that you put what what you're looking for so like um what words would you use in google or pinterest to search for xyz and it creates a link for you and you can share that link with clients like i've shared that link um with three of my favorite wedding clients before and they gave me ideas of keywords that i never in a million years would have thought about um it is really really cool again send me um a dm if you want all of those written down there on the key the um, content planner that i have um all those tools on there so you can uh let me know about that so the basically the goal is to come up with four blogs for each of your content pillars or your content bucket so that you have a minimum of 12 blog ideas for that three month time period then the next step step three is to research the titles that you have to make them better i know that sounds silly but um Anybody can write a blog that's going to have fantastic information, but if your the title of your blog is not searched enough, you're it's not going to help your business. Even though you may have the absolute best advice that anybody could give on earth, it doesn't matter if you don't get found. The sweet spot for the best blog title is to find a title that has good search volume but low in competition. And you'll see that in some of those tools that I mentioned. Um, there is other tools out there as well, and there are paid tools. I personally don't pay for any tools, um, but I do love Uber Suggest the best um, because they even on Uber Suggest, you can search um, your competition, like somebody that you compete with, and you can search and see what keywords they use as well. It is pretty incredible. Um, but also make sure that you consider if you're a service-based business locally to use multiple city and location keywords so this is always something that people sort of get wrong and it's not even their fault because they just don't understand sometimes how google works um if you're trying to sort of rank or get found for wedding photographer as an example it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to rank for that. It's possible, but it's very, very rare. Um, I even do um, travel photography as well, but um, I still use my location-specific keywords. So you might have heard me say this before, but for those who are new here, um, I live in the Bay Area, and so I live in San Jose. So I'll use San Jose wedding photographer. I will use... Um, uh, California wedding photographer, I'll use Bay Area wedding photographer, I'll use Silicon Valley wedding photographer, I'll use South Bay 
wedding photographer, all those keywords that people looking for someone to help them are going to look for when they are searching on Google. Because most people don't just search, especially a couple who's getting married in San Jose, they're not going to search for wedding photographer most of the time. Most of the time they're going to search for San Jose, Bay Area, or whatever term they have. And so different blogs, I'll use different cities that are all in the Bay Area that I photograph for. Um, so that's one thing that will really help you to get found more is to do that. A lot of people feel like they don't want to niche down that far because they can photograph anywhere. Of course you can photograph anywhere, but people locally are going to typically look for people locally. And as an example, I did a very specific beach in Santa Cruz for an engagement session. And I had a, blog, a, a bride in Ohio hire me to photograph her wedding on that beach here. And she wasn't even looking for a wedding photographer. She was doing a search on the that beach and my website ranked for that beach. And that's how she found me and booked me from Ohio to photograph her wedding here. So that happens way more than you could ever know. I book more brides that way. I am lucky because I am more of a destination wedding here in the Bay Area, but it could literally work for wherever because people live all over the place and move all over the place. And oftentimes they'll want to get married where they lived before. And so that's how they do those searches. Um, okay, so step four. Um, you want to make sure that for each blog post that you create, that you want to create five to seven social media posts for from each blog post. This is the sort of the repurposing part of it that I find people forget about. And, you know, we spend sadly about 70% of our time um, marketing on Instagram. It's kind of what everyone does right now. But if you use the content that you've already created, that blog post, you can create five to seven different social media posts from each blog post. And if you do that, you can end up with about 20 different social media quarter at, and then you have extra space for whatever else you're gonna be doing. Um, for the rest of the social media posts, you might consider introduction type social media posts or lead magnet invites, um, educational, inspirational, anything that you can give is amazing. Couples really love that. And the fifth step, the final step is to create that actual calendar of your three months of blog posts. That doesn't mean that you have to write all three months of blog posts. Just having it planned out what blog posts you're doing when during the three months will really help. It'll help in a number of ways. It'll help like emotionally because you'll, you have an idea of where you're going and what you're doing and you're not like having to recreate it every single week, what you're going to be doing. Um, it will help because if you have especially if you're like, like I was talking about a wedding photographer and you're talking about the different steps in the wedding planning process. Um, every blog post leads to the next blog post and it gives your couples the next step to go and a reason to come back to your blog post and, and oftentimes ultimately book you to help them in their wedding because they feel like you have helped them. Right. Even though you're literally helping everybody. Um, people love that. 
Uh, so you're going to basically identify which blogs you're going to use each week. Um, consider what you may be launching or for, like I just mentioned, for wedding pros, where your clients are in that wedding planning process. Um, you can use software like Asana, Notion, Monday, Trello, um, or whatever. I love Notion, but the, everyone has something that they love. So use that. The key is to ensure that you plan and schedule this content so you know what to do each week. That's not a surprise each week. And this is especially helpful in busy season, as you might guess. Um, and bonus points for those that take a few days to write out the three months of blogs. So some clients like to write all the blogs in the month. So they write out four blogs. Some, um, one in particular will do um, all of their blogs for three months. They will take one or two days to like one day to write all of them and one day to like edit all of them and get them ready to be published, right? Um, that is a lot for me. That's not something I will do, although that would definitely make busy season much easier. Um, you can take one day each month to write the four blogs and to be able to get them scheduled and ready to go. Um, for the type of planning, definitely try different things to see what works for you. I know oftentimes we'll get education and we'll go out and do whatever that educator said, but it doesn't feel good, right? You need to make sure that you're working in a way that feels doable. It feels like you can actually take action and get it done, which gives you that feeling of accomplishment. There's nothing worse than trying something an educator told you to do and have it not feel good and then you feel like you're behind. So try different things, try what works for you. I personally do all of my blogs, like I had mentioned on Sunday, on Monday, I edit them and post them. Um, but during busy season, I have like three months that are usually out of control and I will have all my blog posts done before that so that during busy season, that's not a piece I need to worry about, but my business is still being marketed. That's the key. If we are perfect and doing everything we're supposed to do, but during busy season, everything falls down, that does not work. So you have an option, right? You can outsource it to somebody like Kelly, right? Or you can find a way that's going to work within your business and will actually work for you. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.